0: All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Salumas podcast. This episode is called Artificial Intolerance. So humans have leaned on technology for so many of our problems. Technology is consistently solved for the inefficiencies or imperfections of humanity, but there are still certain things that we just haven't got quite right yet. In this discussion, we talk about the efforts taken to solve for the human problem of diversity and inclusion when we have inherent biases towards or against those who might not look like us. We talk about how some companies have used technology to attempt to fix the the issue, and we discover that this problem may not be as simple as a well written script or algorithm to fix it. This then leads us down a deeper path where we try to make sense of why that is. And honestly, it just gets me more and more interested in learning about what's been done so far to solve for this. So I'm just going to shut up, and I'm going to let you guys get into it. So let's get started. The goal of the Salumas podcast is simple: take a candid often objective and sometimes comedic approach to the human condition in keeping with this the use of expletives crude humor and references to harsh realities are a commonplace you find any of this to be offensive i beg of you please throw your listing device in the trash if not enjoy the show we get started how has everything been on your end man
1: pretty smooth pretty regular a little yeah a little bit uh just a little bit of cabin fever from being snowed in but i got out the other day so that's not too bad just uh steady work enjoying work and uh yeah probably ready for some warmer weather but i think that's on its way so
0: yeah that's it's, good
1: generally good. oh yeah today's a really nice day out
0: yeah, it feels like spring, and so it just feels really great.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be. I think we got One more, one one more day next week that'll be um, exceptionally warm. So that'll yeah. be good. I, we probably won't get any more snow. I mean, not not like we did get. Uh, yeah, it
0: might be too late to get it. But how bad was it over there for you guys?
1: Uh, um, we're in the back road, so it was pretty bad. We're pretty locked in. But once you get out of the subdivision, it was okay. But it was it was just slick, just straight ice and snow and kids are sledding and having fun. But I realized the other day I had to, I had to like just roll the dice. So, uh, I said, I'm just going to try to get out. My car did fine. Uh, yeah. I didn't expect it to at all. But once I got out of the subdivision, it was also not that bad at all. It was like, you know, plenty of grip on the ground. And today the roads are completely clear with, you know, just smoke snow on the side. So that's, uh, it wasn't as bad as it looked because we're, We're like, you know, like in Bowling Green, when you're in the county, you kind of stuck a little more than Mm -hmm. other people. It's like that out here. We didn't get any salt or anything in our subdivision. But once I got out into Mount Juliet, it was fine. It was it was. Yeah, it was no big deal. I was able to go to Kroger and get some things. Still, forget half the shit I went there for. And then, uh, yeah, so it was cool. How about up there?
0: You know, we we had some pretty, pretty decent snow and ice. Um, I actually bruised a rib slipped on some ice and fell directly on pavement and so it sucked pretty bad uh chris would if he was here he would be here to make fun of me because you know when you're when you're as tall as i am i mean you fall for like seven seconds usually you know (laughs) uh, i'm scared
1: every time i hear someone falling i'm a little scared
0: scared. it sucks i'm just glad like my head didn't like whip and hit the ground you know what i mean like i turned as soon as i slipped and I landed directly on my rib. And it just, you know, it hurts a little bit to breathe. And, you know, I took a couple days out of like the gym. And so I went yesterday and just sat in the sauna for a while, you know, just tried to stretch myself out and walked a little bit. And then today I lifted a little. And then I can tell that it was kind of like irking me. So I went back to the sauna at my other gym. And, uh, you know, just tried to relax as much as I could and really just relieve some of the tension and stretch out as much as I can. And, you know, just taking pain medicine and trying to take it easy. You know what I mean?
1: Well, shit, man. I guess not much you can do about that kind of anything, No,
0: man. yeah. Yeah, when it's your ribs, you it's just time. There's really, especially if it's not broken or fractured or anything like that. So yeah. it's just, uh, it's a process, man. But it is what it is. But I do have some good news, Mark. I, uh, I ordered a Secret Labs Titan XL chair. And uh, that should be coming in you know by this week Dang, I so heard that. yeah they're uh they're freaking nice dude um but i've been using this Whoa. absolute dog shit like you know hundred dollar office chair from staples <laughs> and uh yeah you know, i really decided to step my game up and get something that's gonna you know really protect my back cause, and that's what people say on there they say it's really good for comfort you can sit in there for long hours and uh nice. it's be really supportive
1: you have to order that from them.
0: Yes. Yes. Directly. Yeah. Directly Dang, that thing them. looks looks
1: pretty nice. I'm in the same situation. My chair won't even stay like the piston's not working anymore. So it won't right. stay raised up. That whole thing. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, same deal. It's just like a cheap uh work, I'm surprised it lasts this long. It's just a cheap chair yep. from Staples or somewhere like that.
0: Yep. Dang, the that cool chair looks thing. Nice. Yeah, the XL, they're rated for up to three hundred and ninety pounds. I mean you can be a big dude sitting on that, or a big person in general. But um, yeah, it's it's supposed to be just maximum comfort and ergonomics and all that good shit. So I'm pretty excited for it. I cannot wait for it to get here. And I actually went with uh, this like cloth, what they call soft weave. I went for that instead of leather because sometimes I, I don't know about you, but I get a little hot sometimes sitting in a leather seat for a long time. And, yeah, uh,
1: definitely.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of looking for something that regulates temperature a little bit better maybe some get some better airflow than what i'm or getting some airflow through the seat if, if that's kind of what it is but um yeah
1: yeah I, I bet that's better than um than the lever. i bet that'll probably be better yeah I'm look i'm looking at it online this is pretty pretty plush man
0: yeah it's yeah got a lot going on it's got a wide back and everything too i mean. You think we're doing a fucking plug for Secret Labs right now, but I'm just—I've been—I've been studying this brand of chair for a couple of months now, and finally decided to pull the trigger. So,
1: yeah, someone told me about that. it. May have been you a while back or something, but someone mentioned these chairs to me before. Because when I go here, I remember them, but I, I've never known anyone that owns one. Yeah, and I've never seen anyone sitting in one on um, online either. So, it's yeah. maybe. hmm. Yeah.
0: Couple of my coworkers have them, and one of my other coworkers, he actually was like, "Dude, you need to quit messing around with your back and just do it," you know. So, pretty excited. Yes, so no, excited.
1: No reason to, to not get the best for something. Yes, in that much time in
0: exactly. So, um, our discussion for today, uh, and and you correct me if I'm wrong on it, but we want to talk about the way that AI and for those of you who guys don't know AI artificial intelligence we want to talk about how that has a place in in hiring processes uh especially when we're talking about things like racial bias or gender bias and all this other stuff and so there have been m- multiple articles that've been published out there with regard to AI and the I would imagine that the original uh the original plan was that AI was going to fix human bias and uh well, Seamer.
1: I I don't yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that. I just know that there are some companies that have uh, ethicist like um, I don't know, like ethicist officers or mm-hmm. people whose job it is to uh, try to predict and assist the, the corporations with their ethics. And in one particular area, um, artificial intelligence, there's a lot of talk about. How that's being approached. And, um, I found it kind of interesting because, um, last year there was a, a lady, Timit Gebru. I don't know how to pronounce her name correctly, but, um, she's, um, out of Stanford University and worked for Google. And, um, she was, uh, asked to resign from Google because she was talking about the mishandling of, of their ethics in AI internally. She's like an AI researcher. And I don't know, I've found it interesting. So I was going to ask you and Chris, Chris is not here today, but we're going to, I was going to ask you like if you had heard about that topic or what, what you think about that and how it relates to um, uh, diversity and inclusion, because that's kind of what her job was. But um, it is, it is interesting. I think to uh, think about how an algorithm it's all that AI is for the most part could be programmed uh and have bias built into it and how that might be problematic you know um, i remember a while ago there was a short video of uh i don't know if it was like a true story or not but they were showing how they forgot to test the lasers on the hand warmers or the soap dispenser mm-hmm. ag- against skin that was darker just just forgot to or whatever and because of that not having someone else of different uh complexion in the research team, the the uh the hand dryers or soap dispensers, whichever one were the laser activated ones, the motion activated ones, it, it wouldn't work.
0: <laughs> it uh, dude, I swear to God, people. I've had something like that happen before.
1: You've had it really happen <laughs> Yes,
0: yes. A hand dryer. Oh, yeah. And we we would joke, we'd be like, oh, this fucking thing's racist or something because yeah. one of my friends would go and run their hand under and it works. And then I would do it and it's like, no, I don't know you, bro. <laughs> wow. I've never I would have I've to never split my that. hand over i wow. to flip my hand over so it would... So it would
1: uh, like the underside of your hand? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yes. I've never seen it really do it in real life. And if it's happened to me, I never thought about it. But I, it was a long time ago when I saw that like a year or two ago. And I wondered if it was real, but it was still an example of um, what, I, what I had in mind what came to mind. Because recently, another AI ethicist was fired from Google. Uh, I don't know if it was Tim's colleague or not, but she was standing up for um and it came across my google feed this was super recent uh tim at grubu was sometime this past year and this young this new uh person that was fired was you know within the last few weeks and um it was interesting because they're being fired not for standing up or speaking out to google as much as they are mishandling of the information i thought it would be interesting to like ask what people thought of that you know you and chris but because I, I see them as doing good work and having meaningful um, perspective that that the corporations should consider. But uh, as we go, as we talk more and more about uh, diversity and inclusion, and with um, um, African American History Month in mind and things like that, I, I wonder how many other people are thinking and talking about this same the same issue where where we have even at the highest levels. Almost what looks like to me a sort of um, representation issue. I sometimes think we it's easy to mistake inclusion for representation or to conflate the two or um, you know to we we want to be represented and see ourselves in positions, but I don't quite know that we often know what we're asking for or that we even. Yeah. Are certain that that's going to be helpful to us in any way it's almost like a little bit uh, i don't want to say childish but it's like like we're like we're not matured yet in that area even though we have a louder and louder voice and so a great deal of today's uh grievances in the african-american perspective and in technology seem like that to me and i maybe it's just me getting older and getting more conservative but i want things that i've earned and i want things that are my own and not given to me because it doesn't have any value otherwise and you'll feel terrible if you were to get some sort of token. And in the case of Gabriel and the other lady that was more recent, I got to look her name up. I think it was Michelle something that's mm-hmm. more recently fired from Google. I, I, I like I don't see why they think that violating a company's policies would not get them fired because the one lady seems to have extra exfiltrated data even if it's a data, status, she did something out of order, out of practice, an internal email or something like that. And they let her go. And, and Tim Timmy Gabriel, she, she did an internal mail email. It wasn't anything external, even though she discussed it a lot publicly, the topic, but she was let go too. But both of those are sucky ways to get fired. But I, I seem to understand where Google's coming from. If you let someone take up a, a role in your company to help correct the path of your company, improve your company overall with diversity and inclusion, you still, you still can't let them hurt the company. You yeah. can't let them like this. It's like being like, Hey, we're going to talk about this abuse, but you got to talk about that privately. You can't yes, like, we got, we got this, like put, put, cancel kind of put your own blast kind of thing to bully people into doing something. I think that's kind of problematic because, uh, more than likely you're not going to win, but it seems like I get where people are coming from. It's sort of a grievance reaction, but it's not, that's not sustainable in any way. And, uh, if someone's in power and you say that only their power can solve the problem, you're immediately giving up your own agency. So you already, you're going to get the results on their terms.
0: You You know, know, another way to go ahead.
1: No, that's, I could go on forever about that. I,
0: I was going to say another way to think about it, though, is that if you are the type that will go through and and sort of out a company for doing that or, can, or in a, I'm doing air quotes, cancel a company that that is doing something like that, you it's it can sort of be a, a win win situation if the currency that you're seeking is attention and recognition. OK, so yeah. you can get you can get all that attention and recognition by doing that, but if you get fired, you're then seen as a martyr, you know? And so you can, they can let you go, but then you now have that card, if you will, in your, in your stack to say like, Google, let me go because I said this thing. And some people find that to be quite heroic. Mm -hmm. And, And I think that there are a lot of people out there who try to and this doesn't mean that they're lying or that they have ulterior motives, but it does. We we'd be foolish to to act like that that possibility couldn't be there. That if they get fired from this job, they can easily tell people, "I got fired for standing for what I believe in," or you know, saying that this thing was wrong. And they you know they can say that they got wrongly fired. And another group will eat something like that up because of, yeah. a lot of sympathy. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Right now, especially, but I, I, I would, I, I wonder too, if people who subscribe to that kind of currency don't realize how, why they're sitting there running a blog or something. Now you're, now you're, you're doing a, a, a YouTube blog or, or what you call a video, video blog or a podcast or something. You're not working like you're, you make yourself at the same time, potentially scary to employers.
0: Yeah. So ser- to be ser- radioactive I- that way. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know why anyone would do that to themselves, like ethics and things. No one's going to care about us and represent our concerns digitally except for us. So, again, it just goes back to the same thing I'm always saying. Why don't we just make our own version of something or a small tech startup or something that has our perspectives in mind and and then see if we can compete with it? You can't go into Google and Google's like they don't you know, I don't think they're evil, you know, but the the results of their value systems and pursuing that very successfully is going to create a particular outcome and it may not be a hundred percent considerate of everyone. So if yeah. they're going to say, all right, we're going to consider that we're going to give you a paycheck to do that and give you the space, but you got to keep that research in house so that we can try to correct it. You can't, you know, mess up our stock or something like that. You know, you can't just go dogging and they weren't dogging them out. But I think these people think that their grievance professions are like appropriate for, for what you were saying, for their own personal uh, gratification. And, and I think that's, that's insane. Like, I think you're crazy to think that someone's writing you a check. Like you don't have as many quote unquote rights as you think you do as an employer. You don't. Like you work for someone and you're an extension of that corporation's um, ambitions and goals and stuff. And I think we get into the things mixed up. I just found it kind of interesting. I'm trying to look up the more recent girl that got fired right now.
0: There's, there's something I want to bring up, too. Um, so this happened at our um, at my gym maybe about a week ago or so. So this uh, African-American lady was trying to get into the gym. Right. And. Yeah. um the The door wouldn't open up. Okay, so she was like pulling hard and kind of like trying to get people's attention, and people were just going through and doing their workout. Now, I my the gym owner is a friend of mine, so he sends me a text message and says, "Hey, can you let can you let this lady at the door in? Um, I think she's having some trouble right now." Yeah, and so I go in and open the door for her, and so she is. She's talking loud enough so that everyone could hear what she's saying. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? She's talking. So she's like, wow, well, I was over here pulling the door and none of these people over here are trying to say something. Now, mm-hmm. one way to think about it is that everyone is against you. No one wants you to come in. The other way to think about it is because it's COVID, the, the gym has a very strict policy to not yeah. let anyone that they don't recognize in. Now, the one thing that helps you in is your key card. But what she didn't know is that when you scan that key card, you have to give it a second for it to essentially authenticate you. You'll hear it unlock, and then you can go in. When by not doing that, by just scanning and pulling, it's not letting it's it's not allow it's not giving the system time to sort of let you in. So it kind of resets, you know. Yeah. So you would yeah. scan, pull, and it's then nothing. Scan, pull, nothing. And so it, it's something that it's like, look, it's just the it's everyone is following the policy. But if you take a second to just sort of like uh, allow the thing to work. So after, after she came in, you know, I, I got her and I was like, Oh no, I tried to explain everything to her. And then she went through her workout and she was pissed off and everything. So I, I continue lifting. And then I actually went back to her and I was like, Hey, can I show you something really quick? And so I take her back outside and I show you, Hey, you've got to listen for that click, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and then it was like, I think that that kind of diffused it, but then she was still like, are they going to do this to me at the other gym in Nashville? I have to go down there. And I was like, well, that really depends on how they set up their security system. You know, it's like, it's nothing to do with you. It's just security. And on top of that, there is a policy in place because we don't know who is, who has COVID, who doesn't or anything like that. The best we can do is say no non-members can come in. Do you see what I mean?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. I get it. I get it. Clearly what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. That that's um that that's a perfect example i saw this is old but it was a gentleman who was staying at a hotel and then the hotel manager was calling the cops on him for whatever oh shit reason and i don't know this stuff didn't happen to me but i would have a ball with a racist like encounter like that it would be funny to me i'd be cracking up because i believe in taking care of myself no one's gonna yeah kind of lure me to an alley and choke me to death. If someone's sitting there mistreating me at a hotel I'm staying in, I know how to de-escalate it. I know how to, if I wanted to have fun and raise hell, I could do that. But I just don't think anything is owed to me. And if mm-hmm. even if someone has like prejudices, yeah, they're wrong about them uh, semantically. They're wrong about them socially and it's in, it's impolite, but it's not affecting my life. And that uh, that argument that, oh, it can eventually lead to this, this, and that. This is how people get shot Um, that's true, but that still doesn't take the agency away from you to avoid it and keep yourself out of those situations. I've, I've, I've done dirt before in my life. I've been on all sides of that spectrum. Mm -hmm. I'm a pretty dynamic black guy in that, in that way. Uh, but I I know exactly what I was doing and knew exactly how not to get in trouble. You know, I knew exactly what risk to take. And even if I didn't, it's still, not only is it still my responsibility, but no one else can do anything about it. Like the kind of thing that we're asking can't be solved outside of one's own awareness and maturity and responsibility. So uh, if the AI ethics person wanted Google to regard them differently, or if we experience uh, across the board uh, bias in Google and we couldn't make them aware of it, we cannot use Google. I mean, it would be pretty hard to avoid them, but it ain't impossible.
0: Sure, sure. I
1: mean, you can go with yeah, the other search bring engines. Bring back Lycos. Well, yeah. Uh, what's the
0: Alta, 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 Alta Vista. Vista?
1: Alta Vista. That one was pretty, pretty um, yeah. janky. We could do that, man. Some people use DuckDuckGo. To I use that when because, I'm when
0: I'm doing some dark web shit. So
1: Yeah. I don't know what, what it's all about, but some people use that. Yeah. And um there, there was this kid that was in a, a motel or something and in the there's a video of it, like the manager, some old crotchety old man is just calling the police or a man or someone else on him because he thinks he shouldn't be in the hotel. Now, the person is already there like he he's he's staying there he's already checked out but i don't understand why he just didn't get up and walk back to his room or pull out his key card now i get the argument that people always make i don't have to do that because my rights and blah 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 and this but that right there is like regressive to me you're going back to being a child yeah. and not and, and not saying all right i'm a black person in 2021 what what like get on with your life Like, take that. If you feel disrespected, take that, add it to your list of fuel to own your own hotel one day. Mm. Like, like, why not do that? Why do you have to stand and hold court right there? Because the actual motivation is to be accepted by white people, to be regarded by them and be included by them. That's a different motivation. That's not only one where you're in a uh, subservient position. You have to wait for the person in control to grant you what you're not willing to give yourself. Yeah. So there's no way out of that. Like you, there's no way out of, if your attitude is I'm gonna make my own Google, that's different. If your attitude is, you know what, I'm gonna have my own hotel one day, that's different. Because when I've got enough going on in my life that I don't wanna be held up and like um bored to death or annoyed with that kind of encounter. So I, I don't I don't know if that makes me fake or something, but i do whatever to get out of that situation because that situation is not that it's not my whole life. My whole day is bigger than this one encounter with some racist cashier or something like that. Yeah. I just laugh yeah. about it, but see when you have very, very low value of yourself, it, it may be that that's a bigger catalyst for that kind of behavior than we think when people don't feel like they have any worth or anything reflected in their environment that makes them feel worthwhile, then they'll, they will have higher, you know, it's the whole step on my shoes and I shoot you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, black man will not kill kill a cop that kills another black guy and we all know it's unfair, but if you if you were to key our Cadillac or one of our, our nice cars or to throw coffee on our our you know retro Jordans, you might get killed behind that. Yeah. So it's weird. Like, so still something, something's up with us. And I'm thinking, here's this lady, she's Egyptian, Timic Gibru, all the way from standard, all, all the way at the top and still has this childish perspective and thinks that, think that they're in, that they're in the right of passage, like they're in the right of way and doing it. Like you can't tell Google what to do. I can't tell the company I work for what to do. And I get pulled into the diversity, inclusion stuff all the time. I always tell them, hey, if you see that there's profitability in it, but you don't understand why, you should ask someone intelligent and competent That's diverse. Why? So that you can increase your profitability because mixing it up does increase profitability. But that other shit, I don't care about. You don't have to celebrate my culture. You don't have to be nice to me. And you definitely, especially in the technology field where I'm at, don't wanna put token people in positions because at the high level, your aptitude and temperament is far more important than what you look like. You gotta have a stomach for this shit. It can otherwise be, it's like other things, like programming and computer science. Computer science is not glamorous. And fun it's it's like boring unless you're really intellectual and mental and you like that kind of stuff it ain't fun yeah. like straight, straight it's different from just regular applied computer um uh times like like guys like you and me that are more more self-taught and stuff but don't have pure straight straight computer science vertical degrees you know what i mean we got we got degrees and other things um like even that is different like what i mean is the people that have the aptitude to make video games often don't play video games mm,
0: they have yeah, a different true.
1: kind of, they have a different kind of mind that's that's satisfied by that level of complexity of applied math and geometry and structured and it's the diff the most difficult coding they say is game video game um, animation and you know then database programming stuff like that so it's it's almost always counterintuitive and and i think we're looking for representations in places that that as a As a community, we don't put value in like we don't care about that shit enough sure. like we don't we don't care about technology or or AI and those things enough to but somehow we we um to invest in it from a young age, but somehow we think that we should be included at. And for, for, I guess, nothing, just because we're consumers of it, or even our consuming is not responsible. It's a reaction. It's not like we can say, or else I'm going to throw away all the Google phones. Y'all going to lose a lot of money. No, we because we don't buy a Google phone for that reason. We buy a Google phone the same reason we buy Nike as a status to feel better about ourselves. So even that's pathological. It's like it's not even responsible way of, or else we could exercise, I guess, a protest and solidarity. You know what I mean? We could say we're not going to use the Google products and stuff and, but we don't oh, do that. I've
0: got to. I've got to correct you there. Uh, no one buys a Google phone before because you feel good. Sorry, uh, I'm <laughs> Team iPhone.
1: <laughs> team iPhone.
0: Yeah, biggest. Oh, Team. Oh,
1: Team iPhone. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I got. I, I got. I gotta tell you. T- I gotta get you to switch my number because I don't know if you know, but when you text me, when we communicate, that's my work phone.
0: Oh, is it? Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I almost never have it around. And I, I just happened to walk by and I get lucky. I keep forgetting to tell you because I did. Yeah, as a yeah joke. let me know. A long time ago, you were like, Mark, why don't you have an iPhone? You're know, joking around. And then I messaged you from my my work phone because something that the iChat can do, I guess, that Android can't do. And you were giving me a hard time about it. Yeah, but I never, ever got you to start like on my personal phone. So that's uh, it, I'm glad you brought that up.
0: I, still Android?
1: I, I Yeah, I have a Google Pixel for my I personal hate, fault, I hate everything
0: about this. Yeah, you, know, you won't be able to group text. It's it, seeing that annoying green text, man. Come yeah. on, even that's even, what
1: it was. It was something about the color of the text, and yeah, was I like, hated it. Hey, Mark, we can't send you memes.
0: You good about. shit. No.
1: Oh, is that gosh. what it
0: is? Yes, it's iMessage, man. It's the best.
1: I can't do I, anything in iMessage. Am I in iMessage? Oh, maybe I'm not using iMessage. That's why I'm just using messages.
0: No, Messages is iMessage when you're oh, talking okay. with other Apple users.
1: Okay. It's the green icon, right? Says,
0: uh, yeah. 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 I, and I'm shaking with anger right now at you, just so you know. I, okay. I'm I so see frustrated. all the.
1: <laughs> I don't see anything fucking cool, in it. I'm like, what's the difference? And oh, uh, my God. Uh, all uh, right.
0: I do want to bring up something with AI. All
1: so, right.
0: <clears throat> um a while back a while back actually amazon tried to use um ai and just machine learning and everything like that to uh handle some of its hiring and if you really think about it they were like i think what it seems like is that the algorithm was like okay if if, if there's some kind of success that comes from these type of people then sort of have the machine or the the algorithm will, will sort of give a little bit of bias towards this thing right and so, Say that again. So, if it started to see success yeah. out of employees based upon um, yeah. these certain factors that were in their resumes and stuff like that, um, then it would start to give. It would start to um, is it is the word parity or is it preference? It will give oh, preference okay. to these types of people, right? Okay. So this yeah. thing it was uh, that I read it said Amazon's system taught itself that male candidates were preferable. It penalized resume, resumes that included words like women's as in women's chess club or women's soccer or anything like that. And it uh-huh. also downgraded graduates of uh, of two all-women's colleges. According to people familiar with the matter, they did not specify the names of the schools. I thought that something like that was pretty interesting because you you probably could see like with certain names things would get, um, Mm -hmm. filtered out. And, uh, I think something like that is, is pretty, pretty interesting. You know, I, I thought, I thought that, and there have been, there was a time where I actually, because of, because I know that machines and certain things might scan or even just people in general might look at resumes and think something different. You know, when I was married, I told my, my ex, I said, Hey, earlier on i was like put your maiden name in the uh whenever you're applying for stuff just so that that, just so there isn't any possibility that something or someone uh would detect a name that it doesn't make sense you get brought to the bottom of the pile or something like that
1: yeah absolutely and honestly
0: it's and it wasn't coming from a place of um of Of victimhood or or anything like that, it's just knowing how the game works right Do you and know see, what I'm I think
1: the yes, I think the nuance in there is when you're able to make that decision, you made that pragmatic decision, it's yeah. because apparently you don't have that emptiness of validation because yes. you, it doesn't bother you, you're like, yeah. oh, okay, it's just like every other position of privilege, if you will, or something like that, like it doesn't bother me to to carry the milk. I don't know. I can't think of a good analogy because I'm strong enough to do it. Mm -hmm. Like where something might be consistently uh, uh, um, annoying or problematic for someone disabled. Like I don't mind jogging up the steps to Capitol Hall because I've never been in a wheelchair. You get what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and you don't have that identity issue. You're proud of yourself and you know your identity. So maybe it's an indicator, the situation you described, of how powerful that subtle and nuanced lack of, identity and self-worth is because it leads to all this apparently pathological behavior because I'm holding court on these little ideas of respect and freedom in circumstances that should be really trivial. You should just let that boring ass underpaid goofball cop go like he does not get that much of my time. He can have it. Yes, sir. Yes, I'll be okay. See you later. I'm going back to my awesome life, and he's going back to being a a cop, the suckiest job you can think of. I don't have any particular sympathy for him, but like, I got more going on. Like, like I don't have to defy that person right there on the spot. And I can yeah. think of a lot of things that are a little bit tangential, but a lot of reasons why that might be embedded, especially in black male mo- minds or whatever. We got that mama syndrome. We, if we don't have dads around, we treat every authority like our moms and we're used to getting our way and we want to manipulate our way out of it and defy. It. Like it's a lot, uh, has a lot to do with how you can end up being like that if you don't have a, the male figures in your life during the time you're single digits in age to get that, to grow you up into a man. You can literally be, you can easily get to be adulthood and still have very measurable and identifiable problems with authority. That's a whole nother thing. Because a man is never in a situation where someone else has to make uh mature decisions for him to, to uh enforce responsibility. You see what I mean? A man wants to get out of that situation and get responsibility back into his own hands as quickly as possible. So give me the ticket. I'll take the ticket because that's that's on me. I don't want no favors from you. You don't have to talk to me. I don't know how your day was doing. I don't want to fight and argue with you. Give me my ticket because it's my car. It's my uh, uh, trip on the way home and it's my day. It's not like, you know what I'm saying? It's not it's no it's not rented out to anyone else. But we rent out so much of our agency. We lease it out to other um, authorities, I think, because we just don't know. We don't know how to be responsible collectively like that. And so um, uh, I haven't heard anyone talking about this whole um, AI ethics things in in that sense. Yeah, you want the you want the robot to not be racist. You want the robot to recognize um, black people's skin and make the soap dispenser or hand dryers turn on just as well as it recognizes non-black people's skin. Okay. That's a thing. How do we make sure that you don't accidentally do that? If you don't have a high representation of, of color people in, you know, the technology, okay, you got to select for them. All right. Well, who are you going to select from? You got to select from the people who are competent and eligible. Well, that's a very, very, very small percentage of people because our culture doesn't produce that person as much as it produces people that are interested in other things, Hmm. you know, um, so we, who's gonna who's gonna do that? Google too? Are they gonna grow the black minds? I don't know if that's something that's realistic to ask of them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, we got to do that for ourselves. There's nothing wrong with wanting that or expecting that, but the we're like starting off from that angle of the institutions got to do it just because it's an institutional or system or systemic problem, systematic yeah. problem. It doesn't necessarily mean that's how it Some systems are made up of collections of individuals which make groups you know in the collection you know, of groups
0: let's let's scale up ai to multiple things like if if we had ai that was or robots that were police officers how would you think that the perfect scenario be how how would that be uh how would it work because the way that i think and you know if you want these systems to become smarter they're going it, it's going to you have to pull data, right? Like you have to pull maybe existing data or you can teach it to learn on its own, to start from scratch. Everyone is completely um, equal. Everyone is completely yeah. whatever you want to call it. Um, yep. Over time, do you think that a system would become just as much or just as comparable as a human being?
1: Um. Yeah. Comparable? No. It's In terms of right. like,
0: oh, it, it's it's. I guess you're right. It's programmed because you can program it to be like a constant. Like yeah, it would, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, because yeah, you got to if you program a robot, you're gonna program it to cheat treat every single uh, encounter like it's the first one. uh For the most part, because the robot doesn't have a value of life. You can't. And you you make a mistake if you program that into mm-hmm. a robot. Because what you're saying is if it, for the to the extent that the statistics are true, wouldn't the robot also be biased against young black males? Exactly. Like there's a there's an argument there. No, it wouldn't. Because the robot shouldn't be fearing for its life. It should be sacrificing its life at every single turn. It should be preserving the life of humanity at every turn. So the encounters would be very, very different. A robot wouldn't need any lethal force at all. All it would need was the, the shocking stuff to subdue people. That's it. Uh, That's all. Yeah. Maybe, or maybe you know rubber bullets or something. It would never. Yeah, does because it would be impenetrable. Itself.
0: Like you can't kill it. You know. Yeah, you saying, can't kill it?
1: it. And if you could, okay, so what? Yeah. If you destroy the robot, you will. You will have. You will have created so much evidence. Against yourself, you get caught eventually. The robot that yeah. spray um, uh, dyes and stuff like that, if it's attacked or whatever, so it, we'll catch you later because you can't wash the dial. We'll catch you later. The whole yeah. point is preserve life and enforce the law so other human beings aren't affected. And if long as that that one human being is not able to hurt any other human beings, we've solved the problem. Like the robot wouldn't have to go any further than that, but humans can't do that. Like if you had a robot cop that showed up and people like, all right, we're going to pretend to get in a fight. So the robot cop shows up, then we're going to steal the battery out of the robot cop. The robot cop could show up, could see like that they're not being compliant and could use any of its little tactics to to make them comply and then just go dead weight. Like what if the robot could shoot like a, like a net or something (laughs) to catch you? And then it just goes that way. So now you're tied to a Coke machine. Yeah, because because you wouldn't comply, and then the real human beings show up, and they're not under any threat of vodka, yeah. The robot has because you're already subdued. Yeah, it would do that, and you know it, it would be just fine. They wouldn't have to make the robot so sophisticated that it had to make human decisions. And I think that would be a mistake if they did. You know, that yeah. would be like I don't know, man. That could, I mean, it might be have the same biases if you program them in. And that's exactly what Timmy, um, um, Gabriel, and Margaret Mitchell. That's exactly Mm -hmm. what their jobs were at Google to help them make sure that the algorithms did not have the same biases that the human beings programmed them might have Mm. because it could be real ugly. And there's lots of work to be done. And from what I know, nothing's been no major breakthroughs have been made to correct that. It's just Mm -hmm. something that they're learning. There's more work to do. Than um, they thought so there's still work to do. But these guys are the people they're hiring to do it are like, I think, pulling some of that. I don't know, like some of that, whatever you call it, postmodern Black Lives Matter kind of kind of shit. And I'm like, you're in there. You've got the the leverage to like work with the company to improve the A.I. Quick, quick going like to every I don't know what I don't know if they're going to news outlets or what they're doing, but like it shouldn't we shouldn't be hearing about it this way. Um, she sent Timnit, Timnit Gebru sent um, a internal email, but it was um, a little bit insightful, like, uh, ins- like inciting dis- disruption internally. Internal turmoil is what they call it. And I get that because I have the po- power to do that too. If I were to t- repeat some of the stuff that was in some of the private uh racism Discussions at my job, like they pull me into, I could get a lot of people fired up and cause a disruption, and that's grounds for me to be fired. I don't have the right to do that.
0: Yeah, like like that. It's not the, for any reason for except for the fact that you're causing a disruption at work. Hmm. Hmm. That's objectively like exactly what it is. yeah
1: exactly. And you and you have if you want to look into a little bit, you know, you have a particularly um 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 potent coefficient, if you will. Like the, the 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 how quickly you can create a problem if you pull the race card is worse than other things. You know what I mean? It ain't like, oh fuck, the 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 Titans didn't win last night or something like that. Or it it, it can get real ugly real quick. It can it can turn a lot and that's not that whole burn it down thing uh is not is not exactly correct unless you're willing to build your own institutions and employ yourself and write your own paycheck. And stuff like that. And um, I seen something on um, uh, YouTube TV on BET recently it's called Disruption and Disorder or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's like a special that they're doing. I was like, wow, what a thing. Like, why, what a thing to promote. Like, no, that's not what responsible people do unless you're willing to create your own reality. We don't want to burn down like stuff that we didn't even build or to create because it doesn't include or represent us. Build your own version of that. It doesn't make sense. Like, what are you gonna do? Build it back and now build it better. No, you're hoping that you can shame or guilt or force someone else to build it better. And we gotta come to grips with that. We gotta be honest. We gotta, we gotta be honest that until we're we're creating from our own community, uh um uh, uh what's his name? Sergey, Sergey Brin or whatever the dude over Google, until we're creating those guys ourselves, like uh. They don't owe us that much. That's we, true. You know, reciprocity. I,
0: I yeah, I don't think that I don't think that anyone's owed anything. I do recognize that in some that there is some um I don't think so anymore, at least in, in well, maybe it's just my privilege. I, I feel like in tech it's a little bit different. Um But, or maybe I'm just really fortunate to have such a diverse company that I work for. Um, It's like. Me too. Yeah. It's, it's there. I've never, I've never seen a diverse company like this dude. Ever, ever, ever. You know what I mean? Me either. Um, I didn't know yours was awesome like that. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. And I'm just like and these people are fucking sharp everyone yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah and uh, um, it, it's it's really impressive seeing stuff like that uh seeing stuff like that out there uh, but I do know that it's not a representation of of the whole I do know that there's a lot of work to be done and yeah. I think that we do I, I'm all for using other uh systems other I'm I'm all for trying anything Mm -hmm. to to sort of if you will level the playing field but i still think that there's something to be said about getting the best people there period get the best people there and then at the end of the day it's all about results that i mean that's what that's what tells the story in my opinion it's results um and if you do what go ahead go ahead and if you want um something different then go ahead and make your own thing because there are, there's that one company. Remember that guy said there was that company that started in Seattle where they're like, we're paying everyone the same amount of money. You know, we're paying everyone a $75,000 a year or something from the janitor yeah. to the other thing. What happened was that human nature took place. And it was just like, wait a minute. I didn't go to school to make as much money as this janitor. You know, I didn't, I don't yeah. do these certain things to make as much money As this other person, because we'll always be comparing ourselves at the end of the day. That's what it's going to come down to. Jordan Peterson
1: is the the best at
0: explaining that,
1: dude. He talks about how human beings have... Uh, whether you call it, and this is my, the first part of this is my sort of contribution to it, but um, have, we have an ability to perceive deeper than other animals, although, so therefore we create more sophisticated and bigger hierarchy systems and uh, value yeah. systems and value systems inherently create hierarchies. It yeah. makes so much sense. If something is preferable over another thing, Therein, the dichotomy is a hierarchy. You yeah, got, a hierarchy. there you go. There's two, there's two ladders right there. I would mm-hmm. rather, I would rather have. Good bread than moldy bread. Okay, then now the person who can cook me the bread that doesn't mold quicker gets the. I purchase it from them. You already have a hierarchy right yeah. there because the values are unavoidable for us if we want if we strive for anything. Yeah. So it makes perfect sense, dude. It's it, he puts it so beautifully. Yeah. Uh, and And I I can't help but agree. Uh, but agree. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and and if you want to do just kind of like what Jordan says, it's hard to avoid it. If you want to be a part of that system that you feel that you are isolated from or, or or not allowed in, you have to be willing to do the things to get in there. And you have to be willing to honestly sometimes do a lot more because yeah. that's what's going to get you seen. And yeah. then when you get in, then it's a little bit different. Yeah. But then once you're in there, you'll realize what you have to do. Yeah. And yeah. you are not going to be the same type of person. There's like not, you have damn. to give that other life away. Just you like do. how they said that, you know, all and
1: the, time, man. the
0: yeah. you know, the, the female CEOs, how you see that they're on a completely other level than, than other female employees, you know, mm-hmm. like oh, yeah. they are on a, like, there's just certain things that's just like, no, there's, there's no time for that. And, and I think that that's, a, I think that that also exists for, there are some high, I mean, high achieving males too. I know that some of them that we'd be foolish to say if that privilege doesn't Mm -hmm. exist for us to be able to fuck off and still be able to get there. But I think that there's, there, there are certain things that it's like, if you're willing to do that work and play the game and, and Mm -hmm. win at it, it's that you can't take anything off the table, you know, like you have to be willing to do anything to get in there. In my case, I said, telling my, uh, telling my ex saying, Hey, your name is different on this thing. That's how you're going to get in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or that might be the way that you get it. That doesn't mean that my blackness or my, my heritage or anything like that is bad.
1: No. Man, just like we not.
0: said, they're They can't take away from that shit. I'm more than proud of it. Yeah. But, and also even the way that I talk, how I, how I easily will code switch with, with many other groups. Yeah. Because that's what it takes to, to, to play the game. That's what it that's takes right. to win the game. That's now, right. Well, win or at least just, you know, feeling uh-huh. so decently. It doesn't take away from my, from my blackness or anything. If anything, in my opinion, it kind of magnifies it. That's what makes me special. You know,
1: I think so too. I think <laughs> so too, man. I, I think there's nothing wrong with that. If you got a healthy psychology coach, which is a, I think a, an impressively intelligent human thing only we can do you know we speak very very many languages and I think it makes us dynamic and um, um, I know I wear people out but I also blow them away with my analogies and metaphors because I have to see things from multiple perspectives as a black guy or as you know whatever and so yeah I don't see anything wrong with code switching and as you get higher in professionalism I, I don't hear that nearly as much either that whole real nigga thing that's a whole nother episode uh like i don't ever hear that you ain't being real you being fake and i'm i'm i am starting to understand now as i get older like what that is what's actually going on in the minds and hearts of people that feel that way and why um the having value for yourself it is like uh it's so much more important you know than we might have than i might have ever thought and i just get yeah. older and older and realize it's just one of those little things it's like getting diddled by yeah. your uncle or something you just off on this one tangent of of self-hate next thing you know you're doing doing porn uh and you just would never think that one thing screwed you up that much but it is man it's that important yeah. and we're not getting that in our in our community i was wanting to, to ask you though like how early did you want to be involved with technology i wanted to make video games since i was nine so yeah. it, for me it was, it um, was
0: how I early was to, pre i think it was maybe age age 10 or so around that age my dad would would bring uh scrap parts from the uh western used to have a um well they still probably have it. it's like they're it's called it was called service supply back at the time and they would take old like decommissioned computers and decommissioned servers and all this other shit and it would just be sitting there you know and you know uh they would not have hard drives or something like that but everything else is intact and um my dad would just pick them up, you know, they would just let him have it for, for next to, for close to nothing, you know? And so he'd bring that stuff back and I just kind of learned how things worked. Okay, and, uh, pretty I early, really, pretty. yeah, yeah. I, I got into stuff and then that, that got me into taking things apart. And, you know, one, once I got my hands on a Phillips screwdriver, it was pretty much, it was pretty much over, you know? Um, I wanted to know how everything worked and, um, and then, uh, I'd say, High school was when I really started getting into it, but I kept it kind of like low key because um, I didn't want to get down. Didn't really want to be seen as like a nerd. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, and that was and now you can be like, that's the coolest thing is to be a nerd about some shit, you know? Absolutely. Um, but back then I, I kind of kept it like not really on the DL. People knew I was decent with computers, but it was just, it was not as, you know, out there, you know, I would like build machines for, teachers and you know there was one that gave me like multiple 100 test grades test scores from because I built a machine for him you know nice <laughs> and, that's uh, awesome yeah yeah and so it was just like you know something like that was that's just what we did did or, you this ever is what I see, did.
1: did you ever have any um any um moment where in video games or computers and in that technology field where you you wish you had a different level of representation?
0: Um, for just being black, having a representation?
1: Yeah, seeing anything that you could see, oh man, this, this will look good coming from my creative or my cultural perspective and et cetera, et cetera.
0: Um, no, not really. I have one. I yeah. have
1: one. And um, I'm using this example to circle back to what we were originally talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, fucking Assassin's Creed. When I played oh, yeah. that game, it was amazing. The first yeah. one or two or or three of them even. And after I was telling my older brother about it, I was like, dude, you got to see this. Because at the end of the game, Assassin's Creed kind of opens up and you see that it's clearly going to be a game that with infinite sequels. Yeah. Once you see yeah. what the game, because I don't know if you've played that, but you start yeah. oh, the yeah. game and you don't you, you're not aware of the animus and all of that. Yeah. You, yeah. you think you're this guy. But once you realize, oh, God, it's actually a game about you know, modern times and you're in a machine and you're going back. It's like, oh, that's infinite. And sure enough, they've got probably 20 Assassin's Creeds now. Yeah. But um, at the end of it, he's seeing this wall because Desmond, the main character, starts to like not be able to tell the difference between when he's in the machine and when he's in reality. That's like how it evolves. And he's seeing all these symbols on the wall and they're like Mayan symbols and you see yeah. Quetzalcoatl and stuff. And it, that to me, I was like, oh my God, they're going to go to other parts of the world and other areas of history. It was obvious from the end of Classic Creed 1. So I was looking forward to when they hit Africa. You can't avoid yeah. Africa. But yeah, when they yeah. finally did on what it is one of Egypt. the most <laughs> one of the most celebrated of the franchise, yeah. I've not played it. I yep. cannot play it. Yep. Because they did. It just, they don't look Nubian. Yeah. And I don't know who it is and how they've got successfully that Egyptians were white people, but they have successfully like, like got that. And I don't know where that evidence comes from. I don't know why why that's an accepted thing or what it is about the history that I don't understand, but it makes me mad. I'm thinking, I'm only saying to say maybe that's how people feel day to day to day to day, you know, in these other little silly situations. But I know that it's my fault for not having historians telling our narrative and for not making my own video game, but I am not playing that game. And I fucking every day I've gotten it free. That's from buying video cards and shit. (laughs) <laughs> and like, you know, it comes with Assassin's Creed, but that's the same kind of example to me. Like, I know, I feel so virulently that that is not right. The portrayal of Baik in that he's a little bit, he looks a little bit Persian, but he yeah. sure as hell doesn't look Nubian. Yeah. he, he look, There are people that look like that and they showed the consultant for it. The consultant um, that they consulted with was this Arabian dude. Uh, uh looks like fucking um, Big Khaled. Mm hmm. Um, um, a uh, DJ college. DJ college. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It looks like DJ college. And I was just like, there it goes again. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the, maybe the uh, pyramids and those, maybe I'm totally wrong. And I just been listening to all the wrong offers, but it, it enrages me that, that, that I'm, we're not properly represented the way we should. All the people that are like slaves and stuff, the lower class, they're properly dark-skinned with round bell pepper noses. Like, they have the phenotype in the game, but none of the heroes or the people are there. It's just the same, what I call whitewashing all over again. I, I can't help but think that's wrong. Now, I mean, tell me if it's just ignorant or immature. No, no, but, no, no. But that was, I uh... don't, at the same time, I don't expect them to create that reality for me. It's the whole reason I was bringing it up. I know yeah, that's me. Nine year old me should have been stayed on the path of making video games, and maybe I could make a video game that you know.
0: You know, my my thing for for stuff like Egyptian stuff is I, I I've always had a problem with African Americans wanting to be tied to Egypt um, because I don't really consider it the the rest like the rest of Africa. I just don't. So- um, and, and like i i don't think that like i think it's it's there just because of geography culturally i think it's very different than the rest of africa and um so when i when i look at that it's just i i don't really care as much and yeah. then i ask like why do you want that like yeah why it doesn't i don't know it just doesn't yeah. phase me in the same way. You know, yeah, I, was, I, re- I read me. I read this thing, I just this article here on Game Revolution. It says When Assassin's Creed Origins unveiled at E3 2017, certain vitriolic corners of the internet began condemning the game for its inclusion of dark skinned characters, claiming that it was historically inaccurate. <laughs> it was just kind of funny. In reality, with society's current conceptions of race not even existing until the 19th century, it's difficult to know how close ancient Egyptians were to matching our modern perception of the skin colors that are now differentiated between excuse me, black and white people. While the hypothesis that ancient Egypt was a black civilization – Uh, has been argued against by many scholars it is also understood that ancient egyptians were darker skinned than people uh we would now classify as white this would also mean that the characters in assassin's creed origins could have well uh existed in ancient egypt though it hasn't been it hasn't prevented bigoted trolls from kicking up a fuss you know I, i i just i just don't there's i think in my opinion it's it's too close to Greece and all these other countries up there where I just see them being lighter, not, not really. And I just think that the, I I know that we've said like the sun is what just makes people darker in general, you know, but I also think that there's other stuff there too. In my opinion, I just, I don't, I just don't buy it. Like I am okay with them being a little bit lighter. I'm okay with them not being black. Now I would have a problem if you had them like those Tones out of Egypt in places like Nigeria and places like Senegal, like all those places like West Africa, I, that's where I would kick up a fuss. Really? Yeah.
1: Interesting. Why not East Africa?
0: I just, I ju- no, just Northeast Africa is like, you guys can have that because it's just, it's I consider that Arabic.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: I just consider it Arabic, man. Um, I, I don't yeah. consider it like the rest of of africa wow. it's it's kind of weird i guess but I, that's just my thought process. No, I, 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 I i didn't mean, know
1: I, i've heard that before
0: it's not, I'm it's in not a, I'm in a facebook i've
1: heard that group. many times before but i just didn't i didn't never heard it from you before
0: yeah yeah i'm in a facebook group and um it's like uh it's a it's a very like pro black group but someone came on there and said like what does what does being black mean to you and i fucking hate questions like that um <laughs> And uh I and I just responded like that's a pretty loaded question. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. then some guy came on there, he was like a super fucking tryhard, and he's just like, It's we was Nubians and we were building the pyramids. I was like, Yeah. I was like, slaves built the pyramids. Is that what you want? Like, yeah. okay, dude, that's you can have that, whatever. I yeah. just don't I think that if he knew more about it, like there there's much cooler shit than in my opinion there there's cooler shit than the uh than the pyramids although i do think that they're absolute marvels like math like the mathematics person or mathematician and just geography just big ass structures i think of that is really badass but yeah. there's just other things that i'm just like yeah that stuff is more cool
1: i've but- never the the mystique and mystery of them never really uh appealed to me either I, but i think of black people them and their 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 portrayals are, are of Black people, dark-skinned Black people, and the hieroglyphics portray, uh, like, like uh, display Black, dark-skinned Black people, and they were phenotypically uh, distinctive, mm-hmm. but they weren't like they look today. The people, uh, Arabia was always trying to invade that and, that, and it wasn't until modern history that they were able to, you know, invade and change the phenotype, phenotype typical appearance of who occupies that region the people from northeast egypt didn't come from northeast egypt they migrated there from more central and lower east east, east africa and they say it themselves but i'm not arguing any of that stuff what 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 bothers me about it what i attach to it is that we have no way we don't tell our own history and it, and it it irks me. And I, I wonder, I wonder, you know, I wish I didn't feel that way, but I'm definitely one of those people. And that's an example I think of me uh to me that's similar to the Google example, you know, we're not writing our own history. So you can't, you don't get to tell the story, even no matter which way you think it is, you know, because mm. if it's uh if it's unknown or if it's all theoretical and speculative, then, um, we could be supplying our own perspective if we were um, had our shit together, but it's uh, no other culture that I know of is studied like that or regarded that way. Mm -hmm. And, and the fact that they tried to like pull it out of act like it's not a part of it, that that's, you know, but I don't know who I am. I don't know my history. I know like from ancestry.com, you know, all of, all of it's in West Africa, but from, reading um chancellor williams you know he says uh, the only the mali people like your people who were were previously a part of, leaders of the mali empire only they were already there everyone else migrated there too so the large body of people who are in west africa the, which is the northwest part of the continent but like not all the they don't count morocco for whatever reason or something but yeah. like like when you see West Africa, it's like I'm talking geographically West Africa. Um, sure. Like they weren't there either. They they yeah. moved from other areas there because it, it was grasslands in the east and pretty fertile before it became the big ass desert that it is now. Anyway, I I, I I've definitely heard that perspective from, and I perfectly under understand it too. But that's exactly a uh, sort of. The point I'm making is how you should feel, because you know who you are. Yeah, but uh, I'd uh, be
0: more excited about people talking about like the just like you said, the Malian Empire. Like they've done, they they've got some really cool shit. You know what I mean? But it's just it's not as sexy as the as the Egyptian Empire. And honestly, I don't think it's as sexy because it just wasn't close to places like Greece. And like it was closer, it's easier to get to Egypt from. From uh Ernie shut up, it's close to get to Egypt from the Greek cultures, and they were very good about preserving and writing and all that kind of stuff, so of course yeah. they're going to talk about that, but they didn't get down to places like Mali until much later on. Do you know what I mean, yeah. Yeah. and so they were doing their own you know badass shit ten thousand b c all that I mean like so far ago, and uh I don't know, I just kind of feel like there's more there's there's certainly more there, but it, it all comes down to recognition. And then the, the groups that got recognized most were the ones that were, that interacted the most with the people that had the most influence, which were the Greeks and the Romans and all that kind of stuff. Yes. So that's just my take and started, you know, jump off of like AI and, and everything like that. No, it's,
1: I brought it up. It's it's completely yeah. connected. It's, it's a situation where the stewardship and dominion of, of 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 influential and vast amounts of information can have tremendously different effects
0: mm-hmm.
1: on what on who is involved in the stewardship of that information. It's completely relates to me. Yeah. I know I make abstraction, but it's completely related to me because that's the same example. You see, Timot believes that Google should do this thing, but they got the power. I believe that. The video game should not make the characters look like that. But yeah. they've got the power. You know what I mean? They they're making a video game, not me. So it's related to me. Shoot. I yeah. think it I think it relates.
0: Cool then. Cool. So we've hit an hour. Do you feel yeah. like we have properly talked about AI and its place in 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 just in, in human resources and hiring oh, yeah. decision making and all that kind of stuff?
1: Oh yeah, I think so
0: good i think so too. It's got me really wanting to learn more about um just machines and how they even they may not be able to solve the the problem of of us <laughs> um yeah and, and maybe part. they could but we if we i think that they could if we make if we make that system like a fork or like a spoon and that it only serves one purpose you know. And it, and it doesn't do anything more. Just like you were talking about the police, the robotic police officer. Everything is the same. You know, it doesn't yeah. value human life or anything like that. It just it values just a set of rules, you know. Yeah. And and, and that's it. You know, and uh, I think that honestly, that's the only way, in my opinion, to keep things fair. And then when it comes to hiring and all that kind of stuff, that is where it, it does get a little bit different. I don't know. I mean, honestly, I, I, companies can do whatever they want. Like, I, right. I, I, and truthfully, I hate being on those. Well, when I worked at Western, I hated being on those search committees where the only reason why I was there was because I was black, you know? Yeah, man. And it was just like, all right, we've got to have you in here. And I would just joke and be like, oh, I, everyone knows why I'm here on this committee. I don't give a shit about your job or what you're going to do. You have no effect on how I'm going to make money. Do you know what I mean? but I have to sit in on your interview just to say that I did this or whatever. And I know that I've probably been picked for some positions because I was that black person, you know, Mm -hmm. or not picked for at least interview. Cause I remember exactly. There's one position where I, I was not qualified for it, but it was one that I was like, well, let me just go ahead and throw my info in there. Just, it was for some, like they wanted me to do some, like it was some like sequel stuff, right? Some sequel dev or something like that at Western. And, um, I didn't have the experience. I dabbled a little bit in it and that I, I edited already existing tables, but I wasn't good yeah. enough to like write my own or anything like that, you know? And so I was like, all right, I've got some experience in that. And I've, you know, I understand the volatility of these tables. So I knew I took gr- good care to not screw anything up and edited things that made sense and all that kind of stuff. But writing my own was a completely different story. Right. And so I know that anyone could have seen that I wasn't qualified for that job, but yeah. they interviewed me anyway, and I knew why, and they knew why. That fucking sucks.
1: Yeah, it sucks. I don't you want. You know that. what I
0: mean? Oh like, yeah. it, was, it was like a it was like a sick feeling getting that. Like, come on, right. dude. Ugh. This is, this can't be the, this can't be how we handle diversity and inclusion it's just to throw people in there, and then if the other candidates sucks, still picking me, dude. You have to take it upon yourself and know that you're not, you know. And I, that was, I was younger. And I and honestly, the smart thing would have been to not apply for it in the first place. You know what I mean? Unless they were willing to sort of train me up or something like that. But I don't know. It is what it is. Did I lose you there? No. Oh, OK. Yeah. I thought you were going to say something. after. But no, um, no, yeah, I said, yeah,
1: I understand what you mean. I feel the same way.
0: Yeah. Ugh. All right. Well, dude, we've we've hit our time, man. Uh, thank you for for getting me interested in this i'm really going to try and do some more research and learn more about it um for those of you all listening thank you all for your time and attention if you have any questions comments concerns, you know where to reach a reach out uh, to us on hit us up that's at the salumas podcast on instagram uh same thing on facebook go to our website www.thesalumas.com slash podcast listen to some uh, content there um i kind of want to redo the site at some point so there might be a little bit of a facelift on that. Uh, Guys, just continue to listen to some of our stuff and provide any sort of feedback or questions or if you have even some episode topics that you might want to see if we can put through the grinder, I'd love to be able to get that from you guys. Uh, I had a bunch of really good feedback from our our first FYFT episode of the year. Um, Mark, if you have any people in your area that would like to just tell their story about how they came to being where they are, Um, I would love to be able to get in on some of that. Um, I know that you're in a very cool ass area and you like your company and just, just the scenery and everything like that. I want to be able to find and talk to more interesting people and share their stories. So uh, please, if you can find some people and let's, let's make some cool shit happen. So again, guys, thank you all. Do some cool shit this week. Be safe. Take care of yourselves and each other. And we are out. Peace guys.